Welcome to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejon Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejon. So we got another great guest here today. She is currently on the women's volleyball team in her fourth year at Nipissing University. Please welcome to the Lakers Locker Room, Rebecca Illingworth. Rebecca, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no doubt. So we were talking about it before we got aired, but let's just jump right straight into it. So the current state of the OUA, uh, we talked about last week on the podcast. So obviously we don't know what's going on right now due to the rise in cases of Omicron. Uh, we were supposed to come back around this time and we still are not back yet. For you personally, since your team is so much off to a hot start and with all, you know, all the things up in the air, how are you mentally staying focused for hopefully to finish off the season in the second half? Yeah, so, you know, it's tough. The season has been great so far. Uh, I think all those athletes have been eager to get back into our craft and especially after a long year off. So I think we're all super excited and grateful that we have had a season so far this year and that it has been such an amazing first half. Um, you know, we've made program history with our wins over Ryerson and by ending first in the East. So, yeah, I'm really I'm incredibly proud of our group. And I mean, fingers crossed that we get our second half because it would be great if we could, you know, ride it out and see what our potential brings us for the second half. But um, you know, I think as a group and as a collective, we're all just trying to support each other in this moment and stay patient to see what the OUA says. You know, obviously last year, the 2020-21 team was obviously scratched due to COVID. And obviously last year, life at the student center was completely taken away in the sense of, you know, there's no locker room. Um, work rates were different. You know, practices were different with all the restrictions, stuff like that. So going into this season, you know, I talked to some of your girls and I talked to Megan about this in the podcast. How personally excited were you? For this season, obviously having missed the season before with no, you know, season, like I said, COVID and all that type of stuff. But how are you personally excited for this season? Oh, yeah. So COVID, you know, has been such a roller coaster. And personally, I kind of went through quite the journey um, in the past year, you know, after like personally after getting COVID around this time last year, actually, um, I had a longer process to getting back into training. It took probably about like four months. Um, just, you know, due to some health complications and as an athlete who is very passionate about their sport when, you know, I was being told you're not allowed to do any sort of exercise for so long, it kind of left me feeling lost. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm thankful that it happened because one piece that I, you know, one piece of advice that I carry with me always and try to share to others is that with COVID or injuries or anything in life, you never know when could be your last game or your last practice, or your last workout. So, you know, you never know. And I always say, if I were to tell you that there was no tomorrow, how hard would you go today? And that's just kind of something that I carry with me throughout this season. And, you know, I think that's probably part of the reason why we have been so successful is that everyone has had that mentality. And yeah, you just, you play like it's your last day every day because you never know. Yeah, I totally forgot that last year your your team kind of dealt with a little COVID outbreak. So I know you talked a bit about it just now, but how did you, how was your experience with the guy? I know some people have different experiences with this. Some people have asymptomatic. Some people had a really rough. How was your experience with it personally? Yeah, personally, um, it, it was pretty rough, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird to say because obviously you don't want your entire team to have COVID. But at the same time, it was kind of nice that we were all going through it together at the same time, just because we all were there to support each other. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. I, um, for the first five days, at least anyways, I felt like I was on my deathbed. Um, but the sixth day I woke up and it was, it was like, I was good as new. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was rough, but I feel like it 
taught me a lot and I'm just thankful that I'm good to go now, to be honest. Jason, you can definitely relate. Uh, I don't know if you know, Rebecca, at the time of this recording, you know, Jason kind of went through his own situation with COVID. Just got out this morning of isolation. Oh, yeah? So, oh, yeah. I uh, Not last week, the Tuesday before. It was weird. I get my booster in the morning because I work at a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right after getting my booster, I started to feel like crap. Next day, I go to work. I do a rapid test because I felt really just off. Mm-hmm. Turn off, test positive. So I got my PCR positive And then... Uh, yeah, it was only like the two days felt terrible. And then I, I think I had the Omicron variant because it was more or less like a cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, towards the ending, like the last four days have been a cakewalk. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy, right? After your booster too, like what are the odds? I know, it was just and he, the weirdest and he, time you ever. You, and you remember, you called me, you FaceTimed me, and you told me this. I'm like, oh, I was so God. shocked, man. And it was wild because I started my year off in isolation, like, Again, fully vaccinated for the MMR. I end up getting uh, mono and mumps at the same time. So I'm like isolated for over a week in the hospital oh, to God. start my year in like January. Yeah. And then literally get out the day after New Year. So it was quite the year, I'll say. Yeah, honestly. Wow. 2021, let's just put that behind us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's really like I told seriously, Rebecca, when he called me and he told me this, and it was great too, because literally when he was doing it, I was already going so hard to say, okay, I need to find a booster shot. Like, I need to get this ASAP. And then when he told me that, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, and I told my dad, he's like, yeah, like, you probably should probably wait um, some time to get a booster shot. I was like, yeah. Hey, wait till after New Year's. That's yeah, that's my, exactly uh, what my dad said. I was saying to myself. That's exactly what he said. But I'm glad, I'm glad you're both okay. So, like, like Rebecca said, let's just put 2021 behind us, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let's stay in 2021 for this part. You guys had a really great start to the season. You guys were five and one. You guys ended out the first half of the season, you know, first place in the OUA. I don't know if that's ever been done in your program history, but it's pretty impressive. What do you think have been the biggest contributing factors for why you girls have been playing so well? Because I talked to you about this before we got on air. I've been to a couple of your games and you girls are like dominating. You girls are in sync. You girls are together. You girls are playing really, really well. So what do you think have been the biggest contributing factors to why you girls are playing so well? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you. We love playing and um, I think it's been really, you know, it's been really fun and I'm incredibly proud of, you know, our our finish. and you know, you know the saying, "Teamwork makes the dream work," right? But um, yeah, honestly, I think I think a lot of our success comes from the fact that we are so united as a group, and you know, we truly have an amazing squad and coaching staff, and our commitment and willingness to all be united towards the same goal has propelled us in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think we all realize that our success is much bigger than just the six girls on the court at the time. You know, like um, behind the scenes, Maddie Murphy, our team trainer is working incredibly hard on our fitness program to ensure that we are on tip-top shape and Kurt pours his heart and soul into game tape and has really been a vital component to our team and Mark's a great head coach and providing a great environment for us to develop as athletes and you know everyone on the sidelines have done a great job this year in fueling energy and encouragement and so I think I truly believe that everyone's commitment to stepping into their roles and giving it their all day in and day out has been a really big key to our success i think the biggest thing when we play a team sport is like the chemistry and i feel like a lot of times we've talked about a lot of times in the podcast where sometimes i feel like it goes overlooked because you know people who are not athletes sometimes might be like you know how does stuff off the court you know contribute to things on the court and i and i think 
as athletes, you know that it's a really big factor. And obviously, being back at the student center this year in the athletic center, I've seen your ladies in the workout room with you know the men's team, and you guys are always together, always hanging out. And I feel like it really has contributed to you know the hot start. But just from your perspective and your situation, just talk a bit about how the stuff off the court, you know, with your camaraderie and the stuff that you do and how you guys hang out has led to your success off the court. For those, for the persons who listening who don't really understand, you know, sports and, you know, team chemistry like that. Yeah, I think team chemistry in the team sport is like, it's extremely important. Um, for us personally, I think for a lot of us, our group is kind of like our second family away from home. And the fact that we are so, you know, like we're all best friends off the court. And we have put a lot of effort into growing and growing into trusting each other. And I think that has for sure played a role in why we trust each other on the court as well. Um, but yeah, we're, we're always hanging out, you know, outside of the gym as well. Like we always will be either going to sushi dates together or we'll be going, you know, to play beach volleyball together or we'll be hanging out on weekends. And I think just ensuring that you do have a good team chemistry and that you all feel connected and have a bond with each other allows for so much trust when you get onto the court because it's it's weird I always refer to you know our sport kind of like work when you get into the gym it's kind of like your nine to five right for us athletes um but it really doesn't feel like work when you're working with your best friends right so um yeah I think it's extremely important that we've built that team chemistry and that's for sure played a huge role in our success you know, last year, we talked about it before as well, like, you know, I said going to this season, the 21-22 season, that I feel like it was going to be a big reset because a lot of people that were dominant in the past are graduating or obviously you have a new batch of people coming in. And obviously going to this season, there's a lot of people who are kind of, we basically had two rookie classes because you had last year's rookies who hadn't had a chance to play and they have this year's rookie class to play. And Jason and I have always talked about it last year in the podcast, it's like leadership is really important especially when you're trying to establish a culture. And we talked about how this is the best start that, you know, the Wins program has ever had. And obviously, you know, you've been your fourth day and you've seen the progression from year to year to year. And we saw also the soccer team this year. Talk about how important the leadership has been from the older girls like yourself and Megan, maybe Sarah and other people who have really helped the young girls bring them on and really embed them into the culture that you guys have built for so many years. Mm. Yeah, I think we have a great leadership group this year. Um, and it's definitely, you're right, like it's a mix of people who have been on the team and experienced in all your season and then the complete other side of it where it's basically like you're right, you have two rookie classes. Um, so I think that's been challenging in some ways, but also kind of a blessing because it's like out with the old and with the new, you know, and it's all completely different perspectives. And uh, I think that's allowed us to kind of take in um, opinions and perspectives from different backgrounds um but yeah I think our leadership group has definitely done a great job at making sure that everyone it's like that we're a team and regardless of the fact that if you're a rookie or a second year or a fourth year that everyone is equally as important and yeah honestly I think that I, I couldn't be more proud of our leadership group to be honest yeah and that's awesome you mentioned that you're making everyone feel equal there's so many teams I'm not gonna name any teams but they mm -hmm. fall in this like political trap where it's like the vets are the most important people on the team. Being a rookie, you're literally like, you're the ball boy, a water boy. You you have no role doing certain things. You do as you're told, you know, yada, yada, yada. And that can be very demoralizing and that can like really ruin chemistry. Like, I, I mean, and it's nice 
watching some of the games this year, you have some of these rookies that are just like, I mean, I'm speaking basketball anyway, so that's primarily what I watch, but you see them and they're like balling out and it's like, you know, <laughs> this, this could be everyone. You just got to give them the opportunity, right? Like age yeah, is just yeah. a number at the end of the day. So. Mm-hmm. Like what you've been hearing so far? Make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it, where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. Rebecca, you're in your fourth year. And, you know, sometimes when people come into their first year, they have all these expectations, you know, of, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. (laughs) And then obviously it takes, and for me personally, like it takes you some time to really like, and you know, ingratiate yourself into all you play, whether it's basketball, soccer, volleyball, because it's a different level from obviously going from high school to university level. You know, like I said, it's in your fourth year, and I feel like just watching you play, you played really well this year. Even one week you received you know, an athlete of the week honors. What do you think has been the biggest thing for you in terms of why you played so well this year? Is it in terms of you know the experience you've had playing year in years past? Is it you know the game? Is it like what has it been for you that's really attributed to you playing so well this year? Uh, to be honest, I think that I like I'm lucky to um, have great opportunities in the off season, and specifically this year has probably been one of the craziest off seasons that I've had. Where I, you know, I played competitive beach with one of our rookies on our team now, and I trained indoor with a bunch of varsity women's and men's programs as well, um, with you know guys on the McMaster team and Ryerson team and Western team, and I've just kind of been blessed with a lot of um, opportunities that I, you know, especially after COVID, I said in the off season that I was going to take every single opportunity that I could, um, just, you know, to get back into my craft and do what I'm passionate about. And I think really, it's just, it's leveling up into the mindset that in sports, there's so many, there's, there's already so many players. Why not be a game changer? We talked about this last year on the podcast, even before we, you came on, we were talking about, you know, how much fans have really showed two games this year. And last year we asked this question and I'm going to ask you the same question right here. Is there one thing that, you know, with when the season was scratched last year, was there one thing that you realized now having back that you took for granted originally that you don't take for granted now because it was taken away from you last year with COVID? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, luckily I was always extremely grateful for the opportunities that we have to be, you know, there's only so many people in, the world that are able to be OUA athletes or elite athletes in university. Um, But I do think that, you know, when I was kind of stripped of any exercise whatsoever, it allowed me to retract and kind of focus on parts of my game that I wouldn't have in, you know, if I was allowed to train. And then that's kind of allowed me to bring that into my training now. So like, for example, um, when I was told I wasn't allowed to exercise, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to focus more on my eating habits or how much water I'm intaking, or can I get more flexible? Can I be stretching, you know, or my mental side of the game? Can I watch videotape? And I think that now being allowed to train again, and I brought that into my training and it's kind of, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever take that part of the game for granted because there is, there is so many aspects of right. being an athlete. And I think I kind of neglected that in the past. Um, but yeah. When you said you step, stepped out and were able to kind of retract and relook at the sport, I've asked a lot of athletes this. I actually forgot to ask our, our last guest this, but I talk about like the identity crisis a lot of athletes have, and especially during this COVID time when it was like, am I going to play again? Or, you know, 
what am I supposed to do? I'm not playing a sport anymore. So I'm not that sport, that athlete anymore. Um, during that time, like, did you face like any identity crisis or was there anything you did to kind of like step back and kind of, you know, build you as a person? Yeah, hundred percent. I think a lot of elite athletes kind of their entire identity is revolved around their sport just because you've for your entire life, you're committing so much of your time towards your sport. Um, and that's been a big part of my COVID journey is that I was a hundred percent. My entire, entire identity was based upon that. I'm a volleyball player and I love volleyball and that's my thing, you know? Um, so when I had to retract, I kind of sat down and focused on, okay, what other things other than volleyball make me happy and what makes me me. And yeah, I a hundred percent had to figure out who I am outside of volleyball because you're right, one day it's going to happen where I'm not a volleyball player anymore and I don't want to be lost in that moment. Yeah, that's kind of where this COVID was kind of a blessing and a curse for athletes, I found. Like I'm hearing a lot of athletes are actually kind of taking a step back and kind of finding out who they are, which is great because you hear so many like the horror stories when it's like afterwards people fall into like a big depression and they just, they really don't know how to get out of it. So it's kind of good that a lot of us are finding out young. So that's awesome to hear. Mm. And in a weird way, too, when you think about it, like, I feel like when you hear other people talk about, like, what their experience was like with quarantine, stuff like that, and how much people learned about themselves, it sounds crazy to me, but, like, people, it sounds like people learn more about themselves in one year. Like, right now, like, me and Jason, like, are 21, right? So, like, I feel like people found more about themselves in one year than people found about, like, the first 18, 19, 20 years of their life. Like, it was really crazy. Like, you really had the time to, like, sit down, nothing was going on, and you really got to see everything for what it is like it give me anything it'd be like your life it can be how you're playing it could be your job whatever like you actually have the chance to say okay like this is what's happening I gotta do this better or maybe I want to try this and like maybe I can find myself doing this or maybe I can try something I've always wanted to do but never had the time to do so I really feel forced to right like in probably in previous years there's so many distractions and you can kind of just walk through life without thinking about it. But in this class year, you were forced to sit down with yourself and figure all this out. Yeah. And honestly, it was for the better too. Cause I feel like when people came into this year, back in like say August, September for training camp, or whatever, people had like a fresh new landscape on everything. Like I said, people who might have taken stuff for granted, whether it was like the locker room, the fans, the process, cause we talked about this too last in the podcast. Everyone has those days where like, man, it's cold outside or man, I'm aching. I don't really want to go to practice. Like I'm tired. And then now you hear you're like, man, after a year of not having practice and this is all, you know, man, bump that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Hey, if I'm aching too bad, I'll get an ice bath and go to practice. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you really appreciate everything for what it is now. And I think that a student athlete experience is a profound one in the sense that not many people can say I've had this experience, right? Like how many people can say, after high school, you know, I played four or five years at the highest level, whether it's, you know, D1 or U sports or whatever. And you can tell people about the experience, right? That's what I'm thinking. But we're all about positive vibes here. So like I said, at the beginning of this episode, we talked about the Omicron variant, you know, kind of hindering what's going on right now. But let's just be positive and say we are going to finish the season. Like I said, you guys started at five and one. You guys are playing really well. What do you think it's going to take for you guys to really finish off the second half strong and hopefully get to the promise which is obviously making to the playoffs and hopefully trying to win a national championship? Like if you could, you know, wind it down to a couple of things, like what do you think are the biggest things that's going to take for you guys to really reach the peak that this team can reach? Yeah, I think as a team, 
Um, we're hoping to stay consistent and keep focused on our goals and see what we're capable of with the amount of potential that we have. And for a lot of us, it's our graduating year. So we're hoping to go with a bang and really just connect with the fact that one day we won't lace up our shoes next to each other or do our pregame rituals together or absolutely scream our, our <laughs> big dogs cheer that we do. And so I think that we're all excited to just, you know, cherish our last moments with what has grown to be our second family. And I think for us to go out with a bang, it's really just staying committed to our goals, staying, you know, positive in this Omicron, you know, situation. Um, and really just allowing us, allowing ourselves to play free, you know, because especially with the past two years, there's no, there's no room for worrying anymore. It's really just about playing free, giving it your all and hoping for the best, honestly. Yeah. So we are in a new year. It's 2022. At the day of this recording, it is January 1st. It's the first day of 2022. The final question I have for you before we get to our quick hitters, and this is like sports aside. So for you personally, if you have any, what are some goals you have for 2022? I actually, that's funny that you ask. Um, I do have a New Year's resolution. Um, this this year, I have been committed uh, to doing one thing for my future self every day. So big or small, just one thing that I can do to help my future self. Nice. Jason, got any more questions or are you good? Good. That's, that's a unique answer. I kind of like that one. That is a really nice idea. I like that. Well, Rebecca, well, thank you so much for taking time to come on. Really appreciate it. So now we're getting to our quick hitter segment. So this is the part of the podcast where I have to guess the question and to answer as fast as possible. So Jason, do you have the questions ready? We're ready whenever you are. They're switched, up, they're switched up a little bit. I know you heard Megan's possibly. They're switched up a little bit, but not too much. Okay, Rebecca? So sometimes people do good. Sometimes people do bad. So don't feel bad. <laughs> Just try your best. Okay. Okay, so first question, so Rebecca, who's your favorite musical artist? God, uh, Little TJ. Really? Yeah. Respects, that's a good wait, one. Wait, what's like, wait, favorite, wait, favorite song? Oh God, you're really gonna ask me for my favorite song right now? Yes. I, um, hold on, it's so, it's so crazy, but I just like, I cannot love it. Quick, quick note, the first time I heard Little TJ when I was in my 50s, so I'm 18, and people could talk about little teacher, like, yo, why? Who is this little teacher guy? <laughs> and then when I heard um, goat, I was like, yeah. oh, like he's got, it's got fire. Yeah, I was like, no one can stop me. I feel the greatest. So, you know, I'm like, yo, but this guy's kind of hard. Then I heard brothers. And then I heard his first album. Mm-hmm. I know some people weren't really rocking with Destiny Two and like that. I yeah. think it's okay. I do think his first album was better. But okay. hopefully, you know, next year maybe drops another tape. The state of emergency was low key tough in 2020. Um, well he actually, I don't know if you saw this, but he actually just called out Cardi B online. He was like, yo, like, what are the moves for 2022? Like, let's run it. Honestly, people know me, Loki, I know people know Low Loki, I do love Cardi B, but it's been, yeah, it's been three years since you dropped the album. Well, now four. So what's going on, Cardi? But we gotta talk about that. All right. Have you guys heard of Mulatto? I just heard her double XL freestyle yesterday. Crazy, just saying. <laughs> I should check it out. Like she goes crazy. Also, <laughs> Fabio Foreign and Lil TJ, any song they have together, hardest track. Fire. Oh yeah. Honestly, I think Fabio Fabio had a great year last year. Honestly, Fabio had a great year last year. Yo, man. <laughs> he had a great year. Got next one. Alright. Artist or song you have on repeat. Oh my god. Uh I, 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 I 
couldn't tell you. My my music taste is so broad right now. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Let me let me look it up right now. What's my last played song at the moment? Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, Russ missing you crazy. Okay. Okay. Uh, next question. What's your favorite store to shop at? My favorite store to shop at? Yeah. Uh, the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, what's an activity that you'll never do? I'll never do? Oof. Yes. Uh, I will never go scuba diving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, we... I don't, what if it was like shallow? What if it was like shallow waters? No shallow. Maybe. I don't know. I just... Jason, you gonna go swimming with sharks? Yeah, yeah you're no definitely way. one of those people afraid of the ocean, for sure. For yeah. sure. Alright, man. Uh, next question. What's the last show you binge watched? The last show I binge watched? Yeah. Uh, the Last Dance, actually. Really? Yeah. What'd you think of it? I actually really liked it. I watched it. I, I'm kind of late to the game here, but um, I watched it this past like um, Christmas break with my dad, and yeah, I loved it. <laughs> nice. If you could spend a day with someone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh gosh, if I guess I'd do it, some dead or alive. Honestly, I'd probably say my dad. Just because, oh. yeah, I don't know. He's okay. like, he's always been my biggest supporter and why not? <laughs> nice. So this is a personal one for me. So I have no idea where we can go with this. So Rebecca, do you like pineapple on your pizza? No. <laughs> yeah, that's another check for me, Tejon. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> This, this is another one. This is a, a Tejan question for sure. Not too uh, milk before cereal or cereal before milk? <laughs> cereal before milk. Tejan, if you're the other way, that's weird. <laughs> but no, Jason, who else on We Got the Pocket did it? Your, uh, your mentor Once there. That's true. You've had two actually that have done that. Yeah. One that does it religiously, the other one that says they don't mind doing it. Yeah. So, I gotta say, I was mind blown. That was crazy. I never thought I'd ever meet milk, someone else. Milk before cereal and warming up in the microwave. She does Warm it. Up. The exact same way. She does it too. I was, I was, that was a good episode. That was a good one. Honestly, I can't, I can't diss until I try it. So. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> and but then one thing too, people always ask, how you know how much um, cereal to put? I'm like, bro, when you've been doing it for like 10 years, you just know after what how much cereal to put, right? <laughs> yeah. So. On the topic of cereal, I just got to give out a quick plug. Look at this. <laughs> I picked this up and this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's called a crunch cup. You put cereal in the middle and that's milk nice. around it so it doesn't get soggy and you can drink it on the go. Oh, that's oh. actually... Craziest oh. thing ever. Crunch okay. cup, sponsor us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you got next. Uh, oh, it's my turn. So next question. What's a song that you will never forget the lyrics to? Oh my gosh. Uh, the Okanda. <laughs> you know what's funny actually about the Okanda is that... Um, Every day, or every game day anyways, um, when we're all lined up, you know how everyone has to sing yeah. We're yeah. all lined up. We actually, I don't know if the other half of the line does it, but our little half of the line, which we all are usually really nervous with board games. Um, and for some reason, we've kind of, it's become a tradition where we all just scream, sing the O Canada, and, and it, it gets rid of the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, just got that question. Question 10. 
Holy, I'm already lost. Okay. If you had, if you were to, okay, I'm going to change this a little bit, Tejan. If you were deserted on an island and you had the option to take three items with you, what would you be taking? Three items. Um, I would take a knife, um, a tarp, okay. and hmm, a knife, a tarp, and a rope, maybe? Okay, right, resourceful. Okay. Everybody else be saying like a phone, a laptop, and a speaker. <laughs> and like... Are you gonna survive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next question. What's one skill you wish you were good at? Oh. Um, what skill I wish I was good at? In a volleyball perspective or, or anything, just anything? Anything, anything. I would probably say that I wish that I was a better communicator. Just because I think that goes for everything in life. Oh, very interesting. Our most popular answer is singing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I took it too literally of a question. <laughs> no, no, but that's a no, that's a very good answer though. That's very important. That's a very good answer. Uh you got a question to obviously. Alright, this one's kinda of trippy. So you're in an alternate universe. It's the same you but a different timeline. What are you doing? It's 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 the same you but in a different timeline. So, like, yeah, here's, so here's it's like you're the same you, but yeah. what have you done? Like if you're not a volleyball player and you haven't yeah. done anything you've done in this current life, what would you be doing differently in this life? Like yeah. you have, you can do anything. Okay. Um, I would probably be a <laughs> a surfer girl in Australia or something crazy like that. Cool. That's that's an interesting one too. Never heard that one. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really cool. Final question. So this one you might have to think about a little bit. Just based okay. on everything you've been here since you're four years. If you could tell your first year self one word of advice, so based on everything you know now as a fourth year, what would it be? Give some advice. Oh gosh. Um, probably to stay in the moment as much as possible um, because it's easy to, you know, look forward to the future and be like, oh, I can't wait to be in second year. Oh, I can't wait to be in my third year. And I, I can't wait to be, you know, all this, this stuff. But then you're in your fourth year and you're kind of like, um, where did the time go? <laughs> so I'd probably tell myself to stay in the moment as much as possible because these are about to be the four probably like most significant days of or years of your life that's a really good answer i like that that's a very good answer that's all the time that we have so rebecca i really i think we really appreciate you coming on today we had some really good conversation thank you so much for coming on yes thank you thank you for having me no, it, it was fun it was fun i really really hope that we can finish off the season because like i said you girls are playing really well it's been a blast to come to your games we talked about it before fans and the community have really come out to support the volleyball teams this year so i really hope especially for some of you who are seniors and are leaving after this year, that you ladies get the opportunity to really finish out your season. So hopefully it comes, positive vibes. And if so, good luck on the rest of your season. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no doubt. And that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. You can find the videos interview on YouTube and listen to the full intimate all podcast stream platforms. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks.